Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Digital Audio Health by... Cymatrax. It's Al Cole from CBS Radio, and I want to tell you about a Renaissance woman who excels at everything she puts her innovative mind to. And you know, I'm going to start it out like this. What would you say if I told you that I was going to introduce you to a lady who is a very successful business entrepreneur and a world-class creative force as a realtor, interior designer, hosts charity golf tournaments for wildlife, and is the cutting-edge author of the stunning Magical Forces Within? Well, Al, I'd say make the introduction, brother. <laughs> I've just been dying to learn some of all of those things from somebody who sounds like a real magnetic lady. <laughs> well... You're in luck because not only can you learn about the fabulous life accomplishments of this woman, whose name happens to be Rhonda Grant, <laughs> but week in and week out, Rhonda will introduce you to some of the most exciting guests on the planet as she hosts her own awesome podcast, The Rhonda Grant Show, on Contact Talk Radio. Week to week, Rhonda skillfully weaves the magical forces within her with the extraordinary discoveries in the sometimes ordinary lives of her guests who blossom before your very eyes through the guidance and know-how of such a skilled and sensitive host as Rhonda Grant. you got to check it out. Check out all the action at RhondaGrantAuthor.com. That's RhondaGrantAuthor.com. Dot com to witness the extraordinary discoveries in otherwise ordinary lives. And I hear some of you asking right now, well, Al, how do you know all this? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's because I weave some of the same magic on my own nationally syndicated show called People of Distinction. It's all about humanity at its best. Every guest with extraordinary things to say about the magical forces within life itself. Get it? So check them out. The Rhonda Grant Show, Extraordinary Discoveries in Ordinary Lives, and People of Distinction, created by me, Al Cole from CBS Radio, now hosted by my amazing son, Benji Cole. You can check out People of Distinction on Apple Music or email me for exciting updates on my music and my books, too, especially Romance for Women on Amazon. Email me at al at alcoholic.com. You heard me right. That's A L at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C.com. And I really want to thank my CBS radio listeners for coming up with that handle, Alcoholic. <laughs> Seems like from day one, my listeners have been saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're Alcoholics. So here we go in classic form with a swing of a golf club as she hosts another charity golf tournament for wildlife and another incomparable Rhonda Grant show. So all together, everybody, here's Rhonda. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, and I have many great guests on the show, and I have a great guest coming up. If you've been searching for a deeper meaning in your life, go to Amazon and pick up my book, Magical Forces Within. You know, we're all ordinary people having extraordinary experiences. And we have a fantastic guest on the show today, Sherry James. And we're going to find out about her extraordinary experiences. 
Sherry is a proud mom of two amazing humans. Tiffany, who is a cardiac ICU registered nurse in Houston, and her son, Miles, 14, who is in the eighth grade and a fantastic euphonium and chess player. Sherry is the founder and chief executive officer for Phoenix Speaks, Inc., a mental wealth consulting company, as well as the founder of 2020 Lives Changed, a nonprofit organization focused on having the difficult conversations about suicide and mental health. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Sherry. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm curious to to know, uh, how did you come up with the name of your company, Phoenix? Um, Well, yeah, so I have always been in love with the the mythical creature, the phoenix. Um, Her uh, story, I'm sure you're familiar, but for those of you who are not, her story Mm -hmm. is that she um, completely sets herself aflame every 500 years to, uh, it's a a symbol of rebirth and being reborn renewed. Um, And I lived a very long time on this planet, um, kind of dealing with some of the trauma from my earlier life. And I required a a kind of being reborn. I needed the opportunity to just kind of set everything aflame, all the things that were old and traumatic for me. Um, And I believe that I've been able to not only come out on top and in flames and, and, and soaring and rising, but to help others do the same thing. And so to me, that that symbol just represented what is so important when it comes to mental wellness, mental wealth, and suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, what does your company do? So we are a mental wealth consultancy. Um, So we focus on helping individuals and organizations, universities to have the difficult conversation around mental illness in uh, kind of in the workplace or in the university or especially places where we really need to have these conversations like uh, day day homes and group homes and women's shelters. We go in and we have conversations and we coach people on how to understand the importance importance of managing your mental wellness and your mental health as a part of your overall health strategy, Uh, understanding that without um, a focus on mental health and wellness, um, it can kind of mess up a little bit of everything. It can mess up your uh, economic growth. It can mess up your physical growth and health. So we go into organizations and we do workshops, classes, keynote um, speaking engagements to try to encourage people to have very honest and open conversations about their mental health before something negative like suicide uh, becomes becomes what they think is their only option. Mm-hmm. And that is very close to home to you, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I mentioned, Rhonda, to you when we first met um, was that I feel that COVID was probably one of the most amazing things that could have happened to me mm-hmm. and that um, my um, kind of abrupt departure from corporate America from where I was so comfortable after 25, almost 30 years, um, when my position was eliminated, I was so grateful um, because a year prior in 2019, I decided to start a nonprofit called 2020 Lives Changed. Uh, and it's kind of funny now because when I thought of the name of the nonprofit, I said, you know what, in the year 2020, 
you know, we are going to touch 2020 lives. We're going to, you know, I, you know, I'm a project manager. Wonderful. So I said, we're going to touch 2020 lives. It's going to be amazing. Little did I know that, uh, 2020 lives changed would mean that all lives would change based on uh, the global pandemic, but there was so much more need for our services. So, um, so it's, it's been amazing to see how the universe has aligned to make sure that the work that I'm doing now um, will greatly represent my parents who, when I was seven, my father, who was an Air Force veteran, died by suicide. Um, my mother found him uh, mm-hmm. She never really recovered. And for the next 20 years, um, she struggled with survivor's guilt. She mm-hmm. struggled with being a, a parent of, you know, of just a, an only child, just me. We have a very small family. Um, and so she struggled for the next 20 years. And then at, when I was 27, she died uh, by suicide as well. Oh, um, And so definitely the work that I'm doing touches very, very close to home because I spent my entire life trying to hide those two facts that I just shared with you. I didn't want anyone to know um, Mm -hmm. that my parents died that way because I, it had to be my fault, right? I mean, who else could, could be blamed if it's just my mom and dad and me. And so, um, yeah, so definitely it hits very, very close to home, Rhonda. Hmm. I didn't realize that, that, uh, but I know when mom and dad separate, children often take on the responsibility that they, they're to blame for that. So I guess it's not really a surprise that when someone takes their life and a child is young, and especially at seven years of age, I mean, that's quite traumatic because that now forms part of your childhood. But to take on that responsibility uh, must have been huge. I can't, you know, I can't even imagine it. And I'm very, very sorry that that's happened. But you've been able to take something so tragic and turn it into helping other people. So when you talk about Phoenix Speaks and you talk about going into places and helping them. What type of management do you do with them when you talk about managing their mental health and managing what they do? Like, what does that look like or feel like? Absolutely. Well, I think the first thing that we do, we have discovery sessions and that kind of just uh, talks about uh, our biases. And so I go in with a little bit of a different perspective because I think when you hear words like suicide and mental illness, um, Mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, there's still such a stigma around each of those things. And so initially we go in and just do what we call a bias assessment. Um, And so we ask questions, for example, if you think of the... um, Um, the term PTSD, you know, and and I show pictures on a screen and I'm like, pick out which of these people you believe struggles with PTSD. There's a picture of a person in a military uniform. There's a picture of a person that's just in a corporate business suit. There's a teenager, you know, and there's all these people. And so people typically pick in this particular bias exercise, they will pick that they believe that the the person in a military uniform struggles with PTSD. When in reality, the picture represents everyone there struggles Mm -hmm. with PTSD, right? Anyone can. 
everyone, anyone can. It does not have a, a, a physical attribute. And so the first few sessions are really just uncovering biases that we have, not only with those that we work with, but that we have with ourselves. Um, and so we spend those first couple of sessions just understanding our own place, where we are personally with our mental wellness. And once we have a clearer understanding of that, then we can have more transparent conversations with those that report to us um, or those that we serve in, in a greater capacity. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, you have the acronym there, uh, PTSD, but what does that stand for, for the listening listeners who don't know what that stands for? course. Uh, so PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, okay. So if you think, you know, and a lot of times the only time people do hear that acronym is when it relates to people who have served active duty military. Um, a lot of our soldiers who came back from Vietnam, my father being one of them, um, would not have even had that diagnosis because it was such, uh, you know, such a sticky subject for the military in particular. Um, but it means that a lot of times people have go through such traumatic events in their lives that your, our brains are amazing, amazing organs, and they will do what it takes to try to protect us from our own memories or the things that we've seen or experienced. Right. And mm -hmm. um, so that post-traumatic stress disorder is just, um, a, a way to, I don't want to say just because I don't want to minimize it, but it's no. one of those things that it, it, it really impacts any human being because we've all experienced some level of trauma. Um, the way our brains respond to that just are very different. Um, and sometimes we do things to make sure that we never end up in the same situation that we found that trauma in before. So uh, with suicide and people with parental suicide, the survivor's guilt that we spoke about, um, a people people like myself um, struggle with abandonment issues and commitment issues because I spent the majority of my formative years wondering, why did my father leave me? Um, right. What did I do that was so bad to make him leave? Or did oh. I, could I have done something different? Mm -hmm. um, and then as I got older and I started to research and do some studies on it, I'm like, okay, maybe not. But then at 27 for my mother to die in the same format, again, who else is there to blame? And so that that after this trauma, so post-traumatic, after a trauma, um, we don't necessarily have a good way of how to handle that. And so that's where the di disorder diagnosis comes in, is just our brain's inability to effectively manage something that, something that was very traumatic that happened in our past. So post-traumatic stress uh, can be from a very, um, a lot of different things. And we just don't have the skills to be able to um, pull from that uh, when we're grieving and blaming ourselves and thinking incorrect thoughts. There's nobody there to say uh, you need to be seen by someone so that they can help you through this trauma. And post-traumatic stress can be from a car accident, a boating accident. Uh, my family had a boating accident. We could have died from it. And at the time, I didn't realize that uh, we had suffered uh, trauma and so uh, we didn't get help when we didn't get our children help because we just didn't know. And it's mm -hmm. the, uh, and you know, the world has things in place now to help people uh, with, with uh, post-traumatic stress, but what are the skills that your company helps uh, people who are in these homes with? What do you do? So we, 
had the opportunity to utilize a lot of different methodologies. Um, so cognitive behavioral therapy or, or, or therapies, uh, which is referred to as CBT, um, give you very great coping skills and ways to reprogram your brain. So typically, especially if a person is um, struggling with PTSD, the first thing that we want to do is avoid the trauma. So there are different trauma triggers and responses that with cognitive behavioral therapy, instead of running, hiding, avoiding, um, or fighting, or all of these different uh, kind of responses, here are some coping mechanisms. And so one example, and one of the things that I love to talk about is um, um, we have um, frozen oranges or tangerines in our house. Um, and so when something happens, we get, a, you know, for me, for example, if I get a phone call and it's very uh, bad news or something is very triggering for me, the ability to, to, to go grab these uh, frozen tangerines and hold them and think through how does this feel? This feels very cold in my hand. I can feel the stickiness of the skin of the orange. In that moment, it takes me out of that trauma response of feeling like I've got to fight or run, that fear, that fight or flight. Um, it calms that down. And I've got to focus on smelling the orange and feeling the orange um, and, and taking a moment to reground myself. So these are kind of tools and tactics that no one needs to know. Now, of course, I do have a psychiatrist that I see. I've got a therapist. I do have a support team. But sometimes in that moment, you need something that you can do very quickly. And what mm -hmm. we do is we try to provide those kind of tools and techniques to manage your stressors in that moment when you can't get to a therapist in that moment or you can't uh, obviously, you know, um, remove yourself from that situation. So that's just one small example of the tools that we uh, leave our clients with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it really grounds you. I've heard mm -hmm. um, people uh, just grab some ice cubes and hold on to them. Mm -hmm. Because it does take you out of those uh, repetitive thoughts. And, mm -hmm. um, and just regrounds you uh, so that you have some time to think about something else for a bit. Uh, well, that is, uh, that is just wonderful. Is there another um, example that you have? Sure, I've got mm -hmm. I've got plenty. How much time do we have? I've got <laughs> lots <Sorry>. of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so another one is the five, four, three, two, one technique. Uh, this one I use quite frequently, um, and there's different variations of this particular activity. But uh, find, for example, if I am in a moment where I find myself stressed or triggered or anxious, um, I can say, okay. I, five things that I can see that are red in this room. Okay. Um, and then I will, and again, no one knows that I'm doing this. It's completely silent. I don't say any of these things out loud, but I look around the room. I find five things that I can see, four things that I can hear or touch, uh, three things that I can hear, two things that I can smell, one thing that I can taste. So that exor exercise can take, you know, as little as five minutes. Um, it really depends on where you are, but it again gives me the opportunity to remove myself from that triggered mental state, uh, reground myself, reposition and go, okay, now that I've, you know, gotten out of that emotive state, now I can actually process what happened, what needs to be said, what needs to happen from here. So uh, that's another one of the techniques that can be used very quickly, very quietly, uh, discreetly, but can remove you because so much of what we do is emotions based. Right. And so mm -hmm. if we can get out of that emotive state, 
uh, a fear or, or a negative trauma response, if we can get out of that moment, then our brain picks up. Our brain can pick up and go, oh, okay, we're not spiraling down this negative path. Oh, we're not doing that. Okay, great. Now I can process this executive function that's required uh, minus the emotive response. So that's another one of the examples and one of the, the, the tools that we leave with uh, our clients. Wonderful. This is just wonderful and, and works better, better than medicine as well. I mean, this is an emotional medicine that you're, you're taking charge, you're taking back control, you're taking charge. Is that correct? Absolutely. And it's interesting that I think I w- I'd love to mention also that so my business mm-hmm. partner, uh, Dr. Stacia Alexander, yes. she's had her mental health practice for well over 30 years. And she handles the clinical side of the curriculum that we deliver to our clients. And it's so many, it's so interesting that so many people only think of stress as a negative emotion, but mm-hmm. we have stress. Stress is also a positive emotion. So if I'm super excited, for example, I was excited about this interview with you today. And it yes. was, I had, but my body had the same kind of responses, the sweaty palms, the nervous racing heart. Um, And one of the things that Dr. Seisha Alexander focuses on is the emotionality of success. So when we go in to speak to our corporate clients and those who are C-suite level uh, or director and above leaders, then we've got to focus on something that's even different. It's much bigger. It's the stress of just day-to-day life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the responsibility of leading, <clears throat> pardon me, large organizations and large teams and huge operating budgets. That's an, a, a, a tremendous amount of stress. So what we also like to do is go in and prepare people to deal with stress even if it's the good kind of stress prior mm-hmm. to it happening so that you don't c- catch yourself kind of uh, out of sorts because you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think all of these people would be here to celebrate with me. Or I didn't think that I had to worry more now about my friendships and the ingenuity of those because do people really want to be my friend or are they my friend because I'm successful? Right. And those are things that a lot of us don't think about until we're in that moment. Um, and I know that you, I'm sure you've heard some of the more public suicides of Kate Spade and Anthony mm-hmm. Bourdain, people who on the outside look to be so happy and so successful, um, but there's still something happening in the chemicals in their brain that don't you know, quite connect in a way to, to make them still be able to find those positive uh, responses. And so I want to make sure that we mention that. Stress isn't always a negative thing, right? Trauma, uh, though it can have a trauma response, even positive emotions can have the same impact on our mental health and wellness, uh, as well as impacts on our physical health. And so we make sure that we have a very well-rounded approach, both from the clinical perspective that Dr. Alexander brings, as well as the corporate perspective that I can bring from all of the years and being uh, in that environment. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, also. Um, you know, a lot of people think uh, successful people have everything. What do they have to worry about? Mm-hmm. But it's untrue. Um, it's almost the more you do, you can get more stressed about um, everything that you feel is um, some, some things just feel too big, right? Absolutely. And you don't, you, you don't feel that you can accomplish it. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, there is stresses in, 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 any, in anyone's life, really. I mean, this doesn't uh, touch, um, or this, this um, touch can touch everybody, not just Absolutely. certain people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
You're listening to the Rhonda Grant Show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by Sinotrex. And I'm speaking with um, Sherry James, and we are talking about um, shifting uh, your consciousness, your awareness when you are very, very stressed and you need that sort of uh, fix right now just to pull yourself out of what you're feeling and sort of a downward spiral spiral and and get you on the path of your brain uh, thinking of good thoughts and good things or just different things is that right sherry mm-hmm. that's correct and sometimes it doesn't even have to be good things right sometimes it's just the truth um i know personally for myself mm-hmm. i struggle with uh, imposter syndrome, right? So yes. I, you know, tell me about I, that. <laughs> how can I lead this this organization of, um, you know, individuals where we go in and we talk about things like mental health and mental wellness? And who am I to have this conversation? I have two parents who died by suicide. Someone else should be doing this work. And so that's that one of the lies that my brain will tell me, right, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Like you're not the right person to do this work. You should have a PhD and, you know, all of these things. But the truth is, because of the extraordinary scenarios that life has afforded to me, there is no better person to have this conversation than me. And so that positive reframing is another tip and another uh, tool that I have in my toolkit that I can use whenever I begin to doubt myself. And again, that typically comes in the, in the best moments of life, right? When you have great opportunities and I'm like, am I, am I the right person for this? Do you, are you sure you want to talk to me and not someone else? But that is then a trauma response. And I know now that I can identify that and go, you are absolutely the right person. You have survived so much. You've gone through so much and people need to hear your story so that they can grow as well. That mm-hmm. just that positive reframing in that moment can help me, it can help change the day from being a, a, an extremely successful and positive day or a day that I cannot get out of bed because I believe the negative thoughts that are just kind of bombarding my, excuse me, bombarding mm-hmm. my brain. You yeah. can say that quickly. Um, so yeah, definitely. It gives you the opportunity to just remember what is true. Um, about yourself and know that everyone, we are all here for a purpose. And sometimes it takes us a time, some time to find it. Um, but we're all moving in our purpose. It just takes our, uh, uh, some time to figure out what that purpose is. Yes, it does. And I've heard of the imposter syndrome, uh, before, and it, mm-hmm. um, I've heard singers say, uh, that they're an imposter. Like, how do people like what I sound like? You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 uh, a lot of different people feel that they're imposters. But who better than you uh, who have been through that experience to help others through those types of experiences, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that transparency, that's important. And saying that I do still struggle with it, right? It's not something that I believe I'll wake up one morning and say, Oh, you know what, I've completely kicked that imposter syndrome in the face. It's over. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's not gonna happen that way. It's something that I know that I've got to conscious, you know, continuously and consciously revisit. And when I find mm-hmm. myself uh, thinking those negative things, now I have tools and resources available that I can re- depend on as opposed to my brain, which will kind of do what it's used to doing, hiding from and running from what's uncomfortable and not dealing with it. There's a lot to be said about sitting in an emotion, understanding why you're experiencing it, and and then moving forward as opposed to just running. 
That's a very, very good teaching for sure. Do you feel um, that you've been called uh, to your journey to what you're doing right now? I do. And I'll say more and more now than probably, you know, as each day, (laughs) I feel closer and closer to that. I think Mm -hmm. uh, initially um, in early 2018, when I decided to write a book, um, I decided to write a book called After the Suicide, Leading with Love and Light. Um, It was because my my therapist was very uh, adamant about me telling the story. And originally the book was written just um, as a, a catharsis, just for something for me to write down. Here are all the things I wish I could have said to my father. So yes. I wrote it in just kind of a conversational uh, tone. Uh, again, it was meant just for my own personal therapy, but then I decided to, um, at some point, release that book and publish it. Um, but I realized also that, and this sounds so embarrassing, Rhonda, but that meant that for so many years of my life, I was lying that I, there, my life had almost become a, a lie of omission in that uh, I would tell people small nuggets about who I was and where I was from and mm-hmm. the, where I spent my formative years without ever do- divulging the truth about my trauma. Um, and so writing the book for me was, was very empowering. Um, and I thought, like, how could I do this in corporate America? I can't tell people that my parents both died by suicide because they will take my board of directors seat. They will take my my title as senior leader in this organization and that one. Um, But I will tell you that as soon as I did that, like it's been an extraordinary amount of doors opening because so many people want and need to hear this and they need someone who has nothing to lose by being completely honest and transparent about the subject, especially when it comes to corporate America, because the higher up we go in the corporate ladder, the less people we trust, the less people um, we feel that we can be vulnerable with because right. now people have, oh, yes. they can use that. And this litigious society, you can't let anyone know that you've got weaknesses because it can come back to bite you. So um, honestly, the year 2020 and all of 2021 so far, um, between being sponsored on Amazon Prime for a TV show called Speak Up, which I would never in a million years have dreamt of. Um, And as as hard as I worked on all of the other things in corporate America, nothing has been as fulfilling as, you know, things like that and having people send emails after the fact, thanking me for the conversations, Um, speaking at my son's middle school, talking about suicide and mental illness and having the children handwrite me letters, Rhonda, to thank Mm -hmm. me. Like, beautiful. There's no word for it, right? Uh, there's no way to just articulate how, how amazing it is to say, if, if this is what I'm meant to do, I need confirmation and reassurance pretty much every day that I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I get that every single day from someone who reaches out and thanks me for the work that we're doing. So definitely, Wonderful. I feel uh, that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and you and I talked about this before is when you activate your genius, it's almost as though the universe bows down and mm-hmm. opens doors uh, to guide and keep you uh, because you're, you're doing the work that you were supposed to come here to do. Absolutely. How, yeah. How many people contact you, Sherry, if they wanted to reach out? Uh, do you have a website or an email that people may contact you? Absolutely. We are all over social media. Um, Wonderful. So 
please do find us on Instagram. Uh, that's You can find us under 2020 Lives, just the number 2020 Lives. Uh, you can find me, Sherry James, PMP, S-H-E-R-R-Y, J-A-M-E-S, PMP, as in Paul, Mary Paul. Um, you can find us on our website, 2020LivesChanged.org. And uh, of course, you can always reach out to us if phone is easier. Um, our corporate office's number is 469-454-3038. We're looking very uh, forward to hearing from you and helping you however we can. Wonderful. Thank you. So what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? My extraordinary discovery is that I, I feel like you, you I, I want to repeat what you just said. <laughs> When you right. learn to live in your purpose, the universe bows down to you. That was so it well. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think that's it. I think when, um, you know, kind of to expound on that, that when you, um, when you can be honest with yourself, then the universe can be honest with you and let you know all of the things that it has in store for you. So I think that I was not ready for all of the blessings that were waiting for me until I was able to deal with the trauma of my past and put it behind me truly. Um, now it's as if the world is, is my mine and I can do whatever it takes, uh, to try to continue to save lives. Mm -hmm. And I've just quickly written down something here for our listeners. Um, an exercise that you can do right now, if you're thinking how, you know, where do I start? If I had to do something right now today to start to activate my genius, genius, how can I start? And I just want to, I just want to have you practice this. It's, it's very simple. What you do is instead of breathing just into your lungs, breathe into your heart and feel the expansiveness of your heart. Do this three, four or five times. And then start to feel the essence of who you truly are. What is truly you inside of you and what is wanting to activate? And it's how you'll discover your true self. So that's a little exercise that our listeners can do if they want to practice getting to know who they really are and what they can share with the world. I love it. Thank you. It was a nice opportunity. I mean, you segued me right into that. And I just madly wrote that really quickly. Um, is there any other extraordinary discoveries that you found in your life, Sherry? Absolutely. I will tell you that the absence of my parents um, has made me a child of the universe. I okay. learned at a very young age that I could be a blessing to others. It was a safety mechanism when I was young and alone and growing up, um, but it has become one of my superpowers. And so I have a servant's heart. Um, I always have. And this work allows me the opportunity to be the servant leader that uh, my father would be so proud of me to know that I've created and crafted. So that is... Oh, yes. um, probably the, the, the biggest one as of today. Mm -hmm. And a servant's heart is to serve others and to serve others with the gifts that you have. Um, a, a lot of people spend their lives uh, not realizing their gifts and how they can share them with the world or are too afraid to um, thinking, you know, that they might be ridiculed or some people who like them now may not like them. And right. um, so it is a really tough thing. 
to do. So, you know, it takes an enormous amount of bravery and, and courage uh, to spend your life helping others in a deep and meaningful way that you've come when you've come, when you specifically, Sherry, have come from what's such heartbreaking tragedies. It really is. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been so amazing. Thank you so much. Well, it's been a great pleasure to have you on the show. I'd like you to share, um, before we wrap up the show, I'd like you to share your contact information with you, uh, with the listening audience again, because people might now have a pen that they want to jot down that telephone number or the website that you had previously given. Awesome. Yes, thank you. Uh, the phone number, if you'd like to reach us directly, is area code 469-454-3038. The website is 2020 Lives Changed, so the number 2020livesChanged.org. You can find us on Instagram under Sherry James PMP. You can also find me on LinkedIn under that same username. Thank you uh, in advance, and we're looking forward to hearing from you. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share um, before I wrap up the show? Yes, actually, I would like to encourage all of your listeners um, to make this one little uh, change in their check-ins when they're checking in on friends and family and loved ones. Typically, we ask the question, how are you? And I'd like to encourage your listeners to ask, how are you really? Um, and have a conversation that's a little bit deeper than that surface level check-in that we do. Even if you do that for just one person a week, add the word really, comma, really. How are you, comma, really? Um, It changes the context of the question, and it may allow people to be a little bit more open about how they're really doing as opposed to the standard, oh, I'm fine, and you? (laughs) So uh, that's the last thing I'd like to leave with you guys is check in with people, even the ones who seem the strongest and the ones that have it the most together probably would appreciate a call like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, just when you said that, if somebody said that to me, I would feel that, oh, my goodness, they care. They really care about Mm -hmm. me today. And so that is a wonderful exercise. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for sharing all of the information that you shared today um, and the skills that you've taught us uh, to do uh, when we start feeling down and not so good about ourselves. And we, we just need that certain thing to just change, uh, shift our consciousness in order to uh, just jump out of there just for a bit so we can maybe have a fresh look on of our life instead of going, keep on spiraling down. So I really thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been amazing. You're welcome. It's been such a pleasure. Theme song coming up for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com. 